in the 1980s and 90s, my mom was a master scrapbooker, and that's just what moms did to preserve family memories. But times have changed, and thanks to Vanessa Quigley, the creator of Chatbooks, there's hope for moms like me who are not scrapbookers. Today, Vanessa shares why she got into this business of memory keeping and how she became an accidental entrepreneur as the co-founder of Chatbooks, a hassle-free photo book system. Vanessa breaks down some of her best tips for making photo book memory keeping simple and doable, and some of her best mom hacks as a mother of seven on a mission to strengthen families. I am so excited today to have Vanessa quickly with me. She is a founder of Chatbooks, and I'm going to let her introduce herself with her title because I love it so much. She told me just a moment <laughs> ago her title. So tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, so my title at Chatbooks is Chatbooker in Chief. I love a completely it. made up title. I just carved out the role that I wanted. I get to do a little bit of everything, um, building the business with my husband and our technical co-founder, Steve Benz. So awesome. And you're a mother too. Yes, I have seven children. My oldest is 25. He's living in New Zealand with his wife, getting his PhD in marine biology. I mean, how many of us wanted to study marine biology and didn't do it? Yes. <laughs> he's, he's living Actually my dream. living the dream. I know. The only bummer is he's been stuck in New Zealand. He can't leave. Oh. And um, with his student visa and COVID, we haven't seen him in over a year. And I have two weddings coming up this spring and I'm dying. Yes, oh. that's it's very hard. But yeah, he's my oldest. My youngest is 13. And yeah, I'm the oldest of 12. So I like big families. I kind of thought I would have six, uh, half of what I had growing up mm -hmm. and double what my husband had growing up. But we had lucky number seven and he has just been rocking our world ever since. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love to see your mom content and it's so fun for me to follow along with that. But let's start out first of all with where this idea to start a company called Chatbooks came from. Where did this, where was this idea born? Man, that is a tough question because the seeds of the idea were like planted in my heart as a young girl. Um, my mom was so good at documenting our family story. She made scrapbooks. We, I mean, all kinds of scrapbooks that I remember growing up and looking at and really helped shape how I saw myself and how I fit into the world. And uh, when I became a mother, I knew that's what I wanted to do for our family. And that was back in the early 90s mm -hmm. when scrapbooking was the thing. Huge. <laughs> yes. Huge. And so I, I remember when I had my first baby, we bought a, a nice camera and a good video camera and I started documenting everything. And then when the baby would nap, I would pull out all my scissors and glue and stickers and stamps and, you know, all of the stuff that mm -hmm. I dreamed of having a whole room for that I could store everything and create and scrap all day long. Um, I did that for a few years, um, but somewhere around baby number four, four, uh, I quit <laughs> probably because the four babies, right? Yes. <laughs> there were no, there was no time alone to, to do the scrapbooking and, and also digital photography changed the way I handled our family memories before you just have to take the film out of the camera, take it to Costco, get yep. it developed. And then you had physically in your hand, these photos that felt really like urgent to, to, you know, 
scrap them, put them in the book so that we could enjoy them. But now that um, as soon as we started using digital photography, it didn't feel as pressing a need. They were like safely stored on my computer mm-hmm. or so I thought after <laughs> before losing some precious photos. Um, but scrapbooking and taking photos and documenting our family story has always been something that's really been important to me and my husband actually too. And the thing, the turning point that really um, like lit a fire under us and made us want to create a company to help us um, organize and enjoy our family memories was an experience my husband had with when his grandfather passed away. We have a tradition in our family where Nate, my husband, sings Home on the Range to the little kids. Actually, you know what? He hasn't done that in years. Now that our kids are all grown up and teenagers, he hasn't been singing that song as much. But he used to sing Home on the Range because his grandfather sang that to his dad and his dad sang it to him. And it was this tradition passed along. And when his grandfather passed away, at the funeral, they played a recording of him singing it, of, of his grandfather singing. And his grandfather has a beautiful baritone voice. He was the first Baptist to ever sing in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Wow. Um, he, they, they lived in Fillmore, Utah, and he later converted to, to the church, but he was the first Baptist to sing in the choir. Anyway, he had this beautiful voice. They played this recording. It was so mesmerizing, and we just needed to get our hands on it. But somehow, in the shuffle and the hustle bustle of everything that was happening that day of the funeral, that recording disappeared. Like no one could remember who had it, where it ended up. My husband went on like a full on search for a couple of years, trying to track down this little piece of content that we wanted to share with our family. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what kind of like lit the fire of, we've got to figure out how how to help families organize, safeguard, and enjoy the family memories. Anyway, the, yes. the mystery was finally solved with that re- recording. They found it in a cousin's bedroom after she passed away. She had it tucked away in her things. And we did get it digitized and uploaded and shared with, with all of our family and extended family. But um, that was really the, the moment that we realized that we need to build something that will help families hold on to these memories. Um, and the original idea of how, what that company was going to look like changed dramatically through mm-hmm. the years. Um, and six years ago, oh, actually it was about seven years ago when I had this experience with my baby, Declan, who's now 13. He was five at the time. And he um, is like the happiest, jolliest kid on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was wailing up in his bed. It, we'd sent everyone to bed um, and he was just bawling. And so I ran upstairs expecting to see blood or something <laughs> dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just laying there in his bed, crying his little eyes out and clutching to his chest, a little photo book that his preschool teacher had made for him. She had taken photos mm-hmm. throughout the year of, you know, class parties and field trips and activities. And as a graduation gift had given each of the students, this little photo book that she just bought from the dollar store and dropped these photos in. Yeah. And um, he was literally holding it to his chest like it was his most prized possession. And it was adorable when he told me that, Mama, I never want to grow up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But it was also like daggers in my heart that I was so grateful that he had this one little thing to remember that year of his life. But there was so much more to his story that he wasn't able to hold on to because I wasn't scrapbooking. I wasn't even printing photos. And I felt like I was failing in one of the most important jobs to be done as a mother, at least in my mind, um, it was one of my most important jobs. And 
And so that's when I started brainstorming, like how I'm never going to scrapbook again. In fact, you know, we've moved several times since I'd quit scrapbooking and I don't, I didn't even know where my stuff was. I think it was down <laughs> still in boxes in the basement, but I was never going to have the time and luxury to do pick up that hobby again. Yeah. Um, but I realized that I had been sharing highlights of our family story over social media on Instagram. Um, we'd moved around a lot and I'm really terrible at keeping in touch with friends. But when I discovered Instagram, I'm like, look, it's so easy. I can just put a picture here and my family and yes. friends, we can stay in touch. And through the years of doing that, um, I had created a bit of a story that I would sometimes flip through and look at on my phone alone in bed. But um, Declan certainly wasn't going to be looking at my Instagram. <laughs> I never wanted him on my phone. Either. Right. Um, so the thought print, figure out a way to print my Instagram popped into my head. And my husband who shared, you know, my passion for family history, um, you know, he took that idea and ran with it. And that's kind of how we got started. I, that is such a cool story. Although it does put daggers in my heart too, because I am not good at, even doing my chat books, I'm like, oh, I need I need to be better. So I'm excited to dive into some of your tips because I know you have really good practical tips for moms like me who are thinking, okay, I know you've made this easier for us, but I'm still bad at it. So yeah. um, well, don't don't feel bad. You are okay. you are not alone in that. It is something that I think weighs on a lot of mama hearts. Yes. Um, and so hopefully we'll come up with some some things that'll help here today. Yes. Okay. So let's make this, you know, I've, I keep trying to simplify things in my life. So let's just make mm-hmm. it simple. What are some of your top tips for simplifying doing this memory keeping business? Not yeah. your business, sorry, but as a mom, <laughs> you know, as a mom keeping up yeah. with that. This job to be done. Yes. Um. Well, I, for me, it really helps to know why you want to do it. Um, you know, okay. figuring out your why, it's been really important as we've built our business, um, as I try to stick to a new like exercise regime, like why mm. am I getting on this peloton again? Yes. <laughs> you know, like knowing why is I think the first step. And we have discovered some really interesting things, um, you know, in our own family, but also as we've watched chapbookers all over the world share, um, you know, photos and videos and testimonials of what having printed photos and talking about the stories behind those photos in their home, what it has done to strengthen their family. And um, I think the first step is to realize like, it's not just about like back in the day when I used to scrapbook, it, it was a lot about the family history, but it was also like, oh, this fun thing to do because I'm a new mom and my baby sleeps half the day and yeah. I've got all this time. And, and I also have this creative streak and I'm just going to have fun with stickers and stamps and pens and papers. And it was almost equal, like creative outlet and like a pressing job to be done. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, documenting your family's narrative is like, it's, I think the most important thing we can do as mothers. And so if you like have that first and foremost, and and know that it doesn't have to look like a stack of chapbooks. It doesn't have to be, um, there's not like one right way to do it. Chapbooks is just one easy way. The easiest way that I could come up to make it happen I love what you're saying about, you know, figuring out why this is important because um, with my kids, I know that they 
they do derive a lot of joy looking at, this is so sad, their version of looking back is wanting to get on my phone on my camera roll and show me a picture of when I was born or show me a picture of when I was Millie's age or actually this is really fun. So we have a couple birthday buddies in our family. So um, Lila was born on May 7th and then Harry in 2020 was born on May 8th. So they're almost, you know, their birthdays line up so that I can show Lila what she would have looked like at Harry's age really easily because their birthdays are one day apart. So I can just go back to that mm-hmm. year. Um, and so she asks me for that all the time and she is a quality time girl. So that's been really fun. But I also, and I know this is a big part of why you guys do chat books. I think about the fact that I need to be better at preserving family history and and taking some of the stories, I keep trying to find stories in family search and read them to my kids for bedtime mm-hmm. stories, and they love that so much. Um, and my friend Lizzie Jensen shared with me a quotation about how your children will be. She said, let's see, children who were more informed of their family history were more resilient and handled stress better than those who were not informed. Lastly, children who were able to answer more questions showed greater family unity, less anxiety, and less behavioral problems. So this is talking about like family history and how that has strengthened children. And anyway, um, I think about that a lot, that if my kids can... but history is happening right now in your own family. Like, and this is another tip that I have is don't get overwhelmed thinking about all of that, like your parents' story and your grandparents' story and all the family history stuff, because that can just send you down a rabbit hole. Oh, that's so but true. But just like, think about now, like just in the last year, think about the history that has been made in your family and all over the world. I say, start now where you are. And the thing about the stories, like the stories are so connected to the photos, When I look back or even think back on my childhood, a lot of the things, like honestly, most of the things that I remember from my childhood are linked to a photo that I've seen. And, you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words or a million words or whatever. Um, It's true because you can just look at a photo and it floods back all of the things. Um, And this is another point. Sometimes we can be so overwhelmed about doing things with our photos because we do take a million photos. Yes. And like of one scene, we'll take like 20 of them trying to get that perfect photo. And you can get so like overwhelmed by just the enormity of that. Yes. Um, But we don't need to keep all those photos. First of all, you don't need um, 10 photos of the birthday party to remember the party. I'm a big believer in curating through all of it. I have like a weekly ritual where I go through the photos of that week and I clear out all the junk and all the duplicates and, you know, the 10 other pictures that I took to get the one perfect one. And then monthly I go through and I delete even more because sometimes when you have a little bit of distance from things, you don't feel as attached to it. Mm -hmm. And I believe in less is more, Um, especially if you know, if you're like me and you take hundreds of photos every week. Um, you need to create habits that'll help you pare that down so it isn't so overwhelming. Okay, but that quote you shared is so true. And actually, Chatbooks, our team at Chatbooks partnered up with professors at the University of Utah and Brigham Young University and with HP. And we did a big research study. Um, we pulled thousands and thousands of parents asking questions very similarly, like what are the outcomes when you look at family photos together? When you sit down and you look at printed photos, um, how does it make you feel? And the results speak to that quote right there, that 
like talking about the stories associated to family photos is um, helps families feel stronger, mm-hmm. feel happier. It helps children feel um, like they have more self-esteem, yeah. less anxiety. It helps parents feel like they're doing a better job. Like those are all of the outcomes that we want for our families. It's fine to look at photos on your phone and a lot of families, that is how they are enjoying them. But we specifically polled on the difference between enjoying photos on phones and photos that you are holding in your hands as you're sitting on the couch together or mm-hmm. snuggled up in bed together. And, you know, there is there is a difference. A significant um, difference, I'm sure. Okay, I have a confession. Do you want to know how many photos yes. I have on my phone? Yes. It says... <laughs> I don't even know if this is accurate, but it says under recents, 84,000. <gasps> okay, that is the only the second largest number I've ever heard. <laughs> Bad. 84,710 to be Okay, exact. and please tell me you're backing them up. So you have to have a backup plan for these, right? I used to have a backup, but I don't know if it's working right now because that's I haven't looked into it. But I used to back them up to Dropbox. But you know what? I actually, to be honest, I think I disconnected it finally because it was slowing my internet down because every time it was yes. trying to. But it does back them up to the cloud. Does that count? Um, to your iCloud? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think at the very least, they should be backing up to iCloud. Okay. I have three backups. Uh, so smart. That's what I should up do. To iCloud. I love backing them up to Google Photos. The AI in Google Photos is unbelievable. You can search for someone's face and it will pull up every photo that that face is in, whether it's like blurry in the background or a profile, or if it's just a blip on a video, it will find you. It's Unbelievable. You can wow. also have a search for your dog or <laughs> if you're looking for, you know, pictures from being at the beach. It's awesome. So I back up to iCloud, Google Photos, and Dropbox. Okay. But how do you... Um, but with that many photos... <laughs> well, I was just going to say too, do you do you have them set up so it's just automatic or are you thinking about that every week? Like, oh, I need to go do a backup. It's uh, Right now, I have it set up automatically for iCloud and okay. for Google Photos. For Dropbox, um, I'm trying to be more... Uh, methodical. Um, right now, I'm just digging myself out of my backlog right now as well. Um, but I'm being more methodical and only um, backing up the the curated stuff. Okay, so, smart. Um, and you know what? There are there are professionals out there that can you can hire to help you with this. If you have um, a problem like I, me, <laughs> yes, I, I worked with someone named Miss Freddie. Mm-hmm. where she's got the software where she can like take over my computer and like start moving files and backing up and downloading. And she has software that will help remove duplicates. And um, it's been a huge help to like kind of get me to um, like ground zero. Yes. Um, but you're not alone with a million photos. And I mean, you got to keep taking them because these days with the, our little ones, they go by so fast. And before yeah. you know it, you're going to have teenagers. Um, but I would say start now with a weekly habit of curating that camera roll, okay. back them up, just change your ways moving forward. <laughs> and then at some point down the road where you find you have a lot of extra time and energy, then you can start tackling the backlog. Yeah, I love that. that you maybe would have known as a younger mom if you have a mom if we have a mom who's listening to this who's just starting out in her mom journey Mm -hmm. 
Oh my goodness. So much. <laughs> well, maybe specific, about documenting specifically. Documenting, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, the first thing that pops in my mind is that, um, and this was for me as a young mom before digital photos, before we had a camera, you know, on our phone, in our pocket or in our purse all the time, we had to lug out our big camera mm-hmm. if we wanted to take photos. And so we really have a lot of photos of dance recitals and baseball games and kind of like big outing things, but not as many of like the everyday moments in, of life at home. Um, and when I think back of some of the photos that my mom has of us, some of my favorites are ones my mom would sneak around at night and take pictures of us while we were sleeping in our beds. <laughs> that is so sweet. Boy, do those photos tell a story. Like what? I was sleeping in my bathing suit? Yes. What, <laughs> what is all that stuff on the floor? Why is my room such a mess? Um, I would say take pictures of those everyday moments. And for me, I find myself snapping pictures of uh, the pile of shoes in my mudroom. You know, I try to get my kids to put all their shoes in their cubbies when I walk in the door, but when they come in with all their friends and the mudroom is a disaster, you know, it can make me frustrated in that moment looking at it. Or I can think to myself, one day my house is going to be empty and immaculate and that's going to be sad. And so I find that just snapping pictures of everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the everyday and the big moments and milestones. um, Those are the things that I'm really going to want to look back on and they're going to help bring back those memories and shape the narrative of of our family's story. Okay. That's such good advice. Um, And I just realized I didn't give you a chance to give the rest of your tips. What other tips do you have as um, you know, we talked about backing up your photos and then taking some pictures mm-hmm. of the everyday. What other tips do you have? Um, well, the the ritual of going through your photos and cleaning them up, yes. um, you know, deleting the, the screenshots and all the extras, that will just, that will help make your life so much easier down the road. Okay. And then just start printing them. Like, make photo books, print prints, hang photos in your house. I mean, the research shows that having photos in our home, whether they're on your wall or, you know, in frames on the desk or in books on the coffee table, um, they help kids feel a stronger sense of self. So for mm-hmm. that reason alone, we, we got to be doing it, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. That is my mantra for, mm-hmm. for my life. And I would say for all moms, like we get so sometimes stressed out about being the perfect mom. Yes. And we buy all the books. I mean, I know I did this. I bought all the books. I want to learn how to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, I look to everyone else's examples to see what they're doing right and trying to live up to that. Um, but there is no such thing as a perfect mom. There's no such way of perfectly documenting your family story. Something is better than no- nothing done is better than perfect. Just start somewhere. And I mean, I created chat books because I had seven kids years and years and years of photos, um, very, very little time to take on a big project. For me, chapbooks is the easiest way to get those photos out of my phone. Um, we are just launching a new product. It's called month books. Mm. It, you just pick 30 photos from that month, a beautiful designed book, $10. Actually, no, they're $8. <laughs> Our soft cover book is only $8. Wow. If you can pick 30 photos from your month and that is better than nothing. And then you've yes. got that little like snapshot. Sometimes when I am working on my photo books too, I'll get overwhelmed because 
you know, Christmas comes and I've got hundreds of photos from Christmas and I'm all for taking all the photos of all the things. Um, but you don't need to put all of those photos in your photo book. Um, or you can make a separate Christmas book. I make books for Christmas. I make books for vacations. I make each of my kids a book. Um, but at the bare minimum, pick 30 photos from the month and print those something to hold on to. I love that idea. And I love that it's affordable too. Cause I think sometimes, especially in the era of scrapbooking, right. That was a, that was an expensive hobby. If I remember right. I mean, I remember my mom being, it was like a big treat that I had to work toward to, you know, buy like a little kit with the little cuts and all the, you know, fancy scissors, all the stuff, all that stuff. It was so expensive. And now to hear that, that you can, for like the same price as a, as, well, I mean, that is less than Chick-fil-A lunch. <laughs> I know. So I know. And I cool. want to shout that from the rooftops and, you know, um, price can be a barrier. Like when we first started with digital photography, there were lots of other companies that were inventing ways to make digital photo books. And I tried all of them and they were complicated and hard. I mean, I have some beautiful product from some of them, but they took me a really, really, really long time. And they were way more expensive than I wanted them to be. And so both of those things came into play when we were building out chapbooks, trying to make it super affordable. So that isn't a barrier, Um, really easy. And for people who still use Instagram to document their family story, it's the absolute easiest because you just can connect Instagram as a photo source and it pulls in all your photos and your captions. Yeah, that's genius. That is so smart. Um, and it does make it so much easier. I, it's funny. I can always tell when I have friends who are chatbookers who are getting caught up and they yeah. go back and do their whole archive. <laughs> I know. It always makes me so happy. But I have to say, Corrine, like we can get so stuck in the details of like, what do I do with this photo? And how do I back it up? And what service should I use? And how should I print it? And like, that can be totally overwhelming. Uh, but it's the why I keep going back to the why, because like, if I'm being honest, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to start a business. You know, when, when we had this like idea to build this business, Declan was going to school for the first time full day. I was, I was a free woman. I I had other plans. I wanted to become a yoga instructor or go back to school, get my master's in music. But I feel so passionately that our family needs to know our stories. Like the power of the family narrative and the job as parents of being like chief storytellers, like that is so important. I wanted to help people figure out how to do that in the easiest way. Um, and there, and it's more than photos. Like, you know, we're talking about photos and I care about photos because my business is all around photos, but it's not just photos. It's like, It's just the conversations. Often those conversations happen around photos or while watching home videos, but they also happen around the dinner table. We have a tradition in our family. We do the highs and lows. I know other families do things like happy sads or roses and thorns. Have you ever heard of that? We do the rose and the thorn. My girls love it. Oh, you do? My girls love it. And I love it because sometimes I find out about things that I would not have found out about. Yes, me too. Especially as my kids are teenagers and they just, they don't share a whole lot. It's always very eye-opening. Yes. But I've found through the years, and you've probably noticed the same thing, but those conversations, you know, give us a chance to like help teach our kids how to handle some of the hard things that they face in life. Like we all like to celebrate the wins and the highs, Yep. but it's, I find it the most interesting and the most growth come from talking about the challenges 
and and the lows. And as you know, chief storyteller of your family, like your job, my job, our jobs are to help um, you know shape that narrative. Each kid has their own narrative. Our family as a whole has their own narrative. And you know, starting at a very young age, getting kids to talk about their highs and lows, the roses and their thorns, and helping them see how they can shape that story to uh, like a hero's journey. Yeah. Every hero's journey has their ups and downs, right? Yes. Every great hero has battles to slay and like challenges to overcome, but like we all do, but we can help our kids, you know, shape that. I love that so much. Okay. I want you to talk to me about your family outings that you guys do, because this has been actually, it's, it's starting to become a little bit of a struggle for us with, we live in Southern California. Things are still fairly shut down here with COVID and our kids are sometimes getting tired of just getting thrown in the car for a Saturday drive, but you say it's really important, right? And can you talk yeah. to me about why the the family outings are important to you and what you call them and all of that? Yeah. Um, I think when you're, tr- when you're trying to shape this family narrative, conveying a sense of history is really important. So um, traditions around holidays, vacations, like big get togethers, but it's also like the little things. And sometimes the hokier, the better. Um, <laughs> for our family, we gave it a funny name. We call it a family fandango. And, you know, a family fandango in the Quigley family can be like a trip to the Bahamas back to when we, back when we were taking trips like that. Or it could be like a hike up in the woods mm-hmm. or like a trip to the grocery store for everyone to buy their own favorite treat. Um, just like, did you ever take name. seven kids to the grocery store? Cause I'm afraid to take four. <laughs> I can't oh even God. take four kids to the grocery store. You know what? I, I don't know if I ever did at some point I hired help to just like, like, you know, hunker down at home with the kids while I could run out and run errands. Yes. No, that would yeah. No. <laughs> I just wanted to because know if you ever, if, I mean, I imagine even like taking my four kids, it's like, it visually it's a lot. feels to me oh. like taking like zoo animals into yes. a store. Yes. Well, when I did take little kids to the store, we always came out with open bags of goldfish or other treats, like mm-hmm. always you have to eat food while you're going. Um, but yeah, and just know this and any other mom listening, like there, there is nothing worse than having your kid misbehave and melt down in the grocery store. <laughs> and I remember just feeling like I'm going to like and spontaneously combust of embarrassment. Like my <laughs> face was on fire. I was just so horrified. But as an older, more seasoned mother now, whenever I see mothers like that in the grocery store, I'm saying a prayer for you. I've been there with you. I, 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 it's like wear it as a badge of honor that mm-hmm. you're, you know, that you're putting up the putting up the fight. Wait, that's not the right way to say it. It's not a fight that you're putting in the hours and doing the work. And totally. Um, but for family outings, like, yeah. Uh give it a funny name, like make a make it a little twist on it. It becomes a tradition, whether or not it's, you know, a walk on the beach or like a trip to grandma's house or or whatever it is. And then, you know, photograph it. Like, yes. I know I just got finished saying like, don't take all of the photos. Like you don't need a million photos, but those little moments, those outings, that those little things that are going to be like little like dots along your family history. Those are going to be important. Yeah, totally. Okay. I want to ask you too about, you just talked about traditions and, and that is something that I've really zeroed in on too, because um, it's interesting. I was reading a book from, um, Oh, now I'm now the name is escaping me, but it's the family that came up with the family economy. 
the Ayers. The Ayers, yes, the Ayers. And they were talking about how their philosophy of why kids join gangs, and this is extreme, but they said kids join gangs because they don't feel like they belong to something. And so if you create family traditions, then they'll feel like they belong to something. So with your big family, the big family you came from and your family now, like, is that something that you and your husband would just decide or did you involve your kids or how did you come up with those meaningful family traditions? First of all, I love everything the Ayers do. I've read all of their books too. And a lot of what I've done as a mother has come directly from them. So thank mm. you, Ayers family. Yes. Um, yeah, when we had some really unique traditions in my family growing up, just the size of my family and the characters in my family. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, growing up, we were always like, the odd ones. Uh, we had, you know, a lot of kids. We lived on five acres in the middle of all these subdivisions. We had all these animals. We did, you know, we did a lot of strange things in the eyes of our friends and neighbors. Um, and so having that like identity of being unique and different, like really, really served me, um, especially as I grew up as a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Florida, one of, you know, only a couple in my high school of, um, you know, like there were like, 6,000 people in my high school. Yeah. Um, Like that identity that I'm different and unique really, really served me well. And when we started having our family, Nate and I, um, we knew that our family culture was going to be really different because I'm coming from the oldest of 12. He was the oldest of three. Mm -hmm. Um, We grew up really differently, but um, yeah, we, we've been really deliberate about it. And I remember when my youngest, no, when my oldest was seven, he was almost eight. And I think I had Aiden at the time. So I just had my fourth baby and I was feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that feeling completely oh, overwhelmed. Yes. Like these kids are out of control. I don't know what I'm doing. We decided to make a mission statement. My husband's an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur his whole career. Creating a mission statement is really important when you're building a business and you're rallying your team and your clients and your customers around what you're doing. Um, and we decided to create a mission statement for our family. And uh, I basically just wrote what I wanted to see um, mm-hmm. in my kids. And the we called it the Quigley Creed. And the first one, it's evolved over the years, but the first one was Quigleys are kind, obedient, cheerful, and polite, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great because we would recite it every night as we gathered for family prayer as a little reminder, mm-hmm. like this is what it means to be a Quigley, remember? And as we would see um, unkind behavior, we'd call it out, oh, remember, Quigleys are kind. Oh, remember, Quigleys are cheerful. Cheerfully <laughs> come get in the bath, you know? Um, and it was like magic. Wow. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't guarantee 100% results, but it was, I seriously thought I had unlocked one of the secrets of the universe when we came up with this Quigley Creed. The Creed evolved over the years as the teenagers, you know, they needed more mature values and we incorporated respectful and responsible, but there's been magic in reciting that in our family and just making it like really clear, like this is who we are. And this is what we stand for. I love that so much. I need to do that with my kids. It's something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and I've seen it in other big families. There's another family here locally that I just love so much and they have something really cute like that. And I, it's, it's up on their wall in their laundry room. And I asked the mom, she was like, Oh, you know what? I forget about that. It's in there. But she was like, when my kids were little, they came up with it and they said it, we made it go to the tune of a little song and they used to sing it. And she said the same thing. It was just magical for them when they were younger. I need to do the same thing. So I love that. I love that you shared that. Um, okay. So 
what do you think if there's, if there's someone listening to this who just feels kind of intimidated, like, okay, I hear you, Vanessa, I hear that I need to be documenting. I need to be cleaning up my photos. I need to be backing them up, all of these things, but it feels really overwhelming. What is the most simple and easy way to start? Okay. The most simple and easy way to start to get your photos off of your phone so that your family can enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Start backing up. If you don't have a backup on your phone, there's nothing worse than dropping your phone in the toilet and losing all of your baby photos. Yeah. That hasn't happened to me, but it has happened to so many people that have written into us. Back up your phone. I would pick a couple different places to do that. Yes. Um, create a regular habit today going forward, a weekly habit and a monthly habit of cleaning out that camera roll. And as you do that, and as you feel like the lift and the joy and the excitement of like taking control of your photos, you're going to feel motivated to maybe go back in time to tackle the backlog, Yeah, but um, it's going to keep you going. And when you get your phone, when you get your photos out of your phone and into the hands of your family and you see their reaction, Mm -hmm. especially if you've got younger kids, but honestly, if you have younger kids or I just gave a book to my parents for their anniversary and they bawled, they wept their 50th anniversary, looking at this book that I made for them. Um, When you see that reaction and you feel the bonds strengthen in your family as you reminisce and share stories about those photos, you're going to feel like Wonder Woman. You're going to feel like, yeah, there's nothing more important for me to be doing. It doesn't have to be done perfect. It doesn't have to be a complete record of every single trip you've ever taken or every moment or every party or every anything. Something is better than nothing. Okay. I love that. Yeah. The New York Times said about chatbooks, a chatbook is more valuable than anything money can buy. What was the context there, first of all? And then, I mean, was that one of your proudest moments? As the chief chat booker or, or yeah, was there... well, I mean, it's just, you know, coming from such a credible like source, the New York times, it's just something that we hear over and over again from our customers. I, I have a whole folder on my phone of screenshots I've taken of people DMing me their like testimonials and their gratitude for helping make it easy to get their photos off of their phone and, um, into the hands of their families. Um, that I, that quote came after they just did a review and that was like the most golden thing ever. So yes, we <laughs> very proud of that. That's so cool. Um, but just looking, whenever I see people sharing um, photos of their kids laying in a pile of chat books and their little testimonial, like I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to go way out of my comfort zone and become an entrepreneur. Like that's a whole nother, I could do a whole nother podcast about (laughs) about that experience and what I've learned from that. Now, all of that has helped me be a better mother, but um, it's hard. It's been really, really hard for me. And uh, it's so worth it to see the blessing that it has been for so many families. And if you're not a chat booker, Join, join the, join the ranks. Um, you got to check out our new month book product. It's amazing. It's, it's developed out of all of my experience as a mother trying to document our family's story as I've quit using Instagram as much for personal. Um, I use it more for business now. Yeah, um, me too. It, it's That's one of yeah, my challenges so, is I don't put as many personal updates. I do a little bit here and there, but not in depth because just for a lot of reasons, you know, privacy reasons. Well, and as kids get older, they're very, very opinionated about what you post. Yeah. Um, And this might be a tip too, to share, like if you are using social media to document your family story, 
I think it's so great. It's so easy to share with friends and family. Just be mindful of when your kids are going to go back and look at that, what impact that's going to have on them. I remember our youngest, he is so fun and funny. Um, And sometimes I post things that I think are really hilarious that we will want to all remember. But I had someone respond to me once and say, hey, do you really think he wants you sharing that? With everyone. you know, at first I was like, what? You know, I took a little bit of like offense, but it was a teaching moment that like, yeah, I... I need to be, I need to be more mindful of that. Um, as we create this public record of our families out there, if, yes. if you are choosing to do that, um, cause now that I have teenagers, like every time I take a picture, I have to preface, this is only for the chat books. I am not <laughs> posting this. Yeah. And I, I think that's really wise advice because I'm not there yet. I don't have teenagers, but I know that that's, you know, a thing for even my brothers who are younger than me, who, you know, they're not teenagers anymore, but, um, anyway, I always try to be mindful of that too with, with them because they don't want everything on the internet. So, um, so just start by picking 30 photos a month. You can do this. You can do this. Use the little, do you use the heart icon on your camera for work? Totally. Yep. You do. Okay. So I do too. So this doesn't work for me for a lot of people who don't, a lot of people don't even know that heart icon is there on, um, on your camera roll. If you have an iPhone, Yeah. but we have a lot of people that just favorite, their favorite photos as they go through their weekly, you know, camera cleanup. I call it my Sunday select. I do it on Sundays, um, Sunday evenings and go through and, you know, delete the junk favorite, the favorite photos. Um, I also have a, um, album called best of 2021 Mm. where I just pick the best of the best and put them in that album. Then at the end of every month, just grab 30 of those, make a book, done is better than perfect. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. I keep saying those things over and over again, but with your photos, that is like the best advice. I love that. I love that. Okay. I have one last question for you, Vanessa. And that yeah. is if there's one message that you want the person listening to this to remember, what do you want that one message to be? That being a parent is like the most amazing gift and opportunity. It's also the hardest job in the world. Um, I thought by watching my mom do it with, you know, all 12 of her kids that I would have it down pat and it would come to me really naturally, (laughs) but it is, it has stretched me in so many ways and is brought me to my knees, like literally to my knees. Um, some of the trials and challenges that come with it, but it's the most amazing job. And I think what I see so often are our community, our Chapbooks community is mostly mothers. And we have a really vibrant Facebook group where a lot of moms, you know, ask a lot of questions, but also share a lot of really hard things. And something that I see over and over again, are moms feeling like they're not doing good enough or, you know, feeling overwhelmed and feeling despair. And I just want to say it's okay. Like we, we all feel that whether or not, whether we're overwhelmed with all of the photos that we don't know what to do with, Mm -hmm. or, you know, all of the the chores around the house or, you know, not knowing how to help children through certain challenges. There's no such thing as a perfect mother, but you are the perfect parent for your children. And I believe that with every fiber of my being that these kids were sent to us because we have something unique to offer them. And the great thing about kids is they are so forgiving that, you know, we might be really aware of our imperfections and the mistakes that we make. And we, we often hold a really high standard, you know, to ourselves that we're trying to, to meet, but our kids, they just, 
they just want us to love them. They want us to notice them. They want us off of our phones and looking into their eyes and talking with them. And they're so forgiving. One of the mom hacks that I, that I like swear by is just say, you're sorry. Like if you do make a mistake, whether your kid is two or 22, like saying you're sorry and acknowledging your like humanness and, you know, modeling what humanity and um, growth looks like is, is so important. But I just want to say like, you're doing an amazing job. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you're doing an amazing job because you want to learn. And I learned so much from you, Corinne, and from all the people you have on your podcast and the people I get to interview on my podcast and people I follow online. There are so many amazing people out there sharing amazing tips, but don't let it get overwhelming. You're the right, perfect mother for your kids. And again, something is better than nothing. If you're listening to this podcast, you've got your heart in the right place and you're doing a great job. I love that so much. Vanessa, thank you for your time today and for sharing all these tips with us and um, for your your work, your life's work in uh, being a mother and also giving accessibility to so many people to preserve their memories. So where can people find you for, where can they join the mom force and also find your podcast and find your products? Yeah. Well, we have um, a chapbooks Instagram and I'm on Instagram as Vanessa Quigley. I share stuff about the podcast and mom life and new products. We've got a Facebook group called the mom force and a podcast with guests answering some of the hardest questions that we see in our Facebook group. But yeah, that's where we are. Awesome. I will link to all of those in the show notes and thanks again for your time today. It's been really such a pleasure. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to mint arrow messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at mint arrow subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.